live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. I am Princess Cooper, and we're doing a special show today, Saturday. We're kicking off week zero in college football, and I'm excited to know that we have some games today. This is the best time of year if you are a sports fan, and that is college football with the NFL kicking off the weekend after Labor Day, and then also it's Major League Baseball winding down 162 games at the end of September. So we got the last month of that coming up. Go Braves. And then, of course, the NBA will start. And then college basketball, college um, in in women's and men's will start sometime in November. Um, So, again, a special time of the year, and we love it um, this time of the year. We got Dr. Dean Floyd today. And, um, hopefully we'll get Moses Felder in here. I'm excited about that. That is going back to my roots and um, where it all started, and that's Hills Barbershop, and asking Deacon Moses Felder to allow me to do a radio show in the barbershop. And here we are 10 years later, never had it so good is the moniker, and I got that from um, Deacon Moses Felder, too. Let me welcome in um, Deacon Felder. How are you, sir? Welcome to the show. Never had it so good, Sister Francis. Glad to hear glad to hear your voice. As usual. I'm glad I'm glad to hear your voice. Let me see if I can welcome in Dr. Floyd. Dr. Floyd, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very, very much. <laughs> it, you, oh, you know got what? Dr. Floyd. You got Dr. Floyd I got over. him. Oh, yeah, that's Clemson Tiger. That's that Clemson Tiger. See, you're gonna start already. You're gonna start already. I'm gonna give Dr. Dean Floyd the floor because I want him to explain um, the Clemson Tigers in their performance last year and what is Kate Klutnick going to do and DJ is now in Oregon State. Dr. Floyd, the floor is yours because I've been trying to get at you. Deke has wanted me to get at you. So wow. here's your opportunity to talk about those Clemson Tigers last year. All right. Well, first let me congratulate you on having this show for 10 years on your anniversary. Yeah. I tried to call Thanks. in, but I, I apparently was too late and had the wrong number. Somebody gave me the wrong number to call. Okay. But anyway, in, in reference to your direct question to Clemson University, <laughs> I, I would like to think of people who are looking at politics right now. Why are we looking in the rearview mirror <laughs> where we can look forward? Okay. Uh, ESPN apparently fired too many people. Because every week they play games, replays, and it's always a game of an SEC team beating up on the Tigers. So I just don't, I just don't understand that. They're, they're, uh, they got a, a library of games. So, but uh, anyway, I'm going to make a prediction. Uh, make a prediction right now. You know, I make predictions from time to time. Yes, sir. Uh, the prediction is that Clemson is going to the playoffs this year. Wow. They got a oh. dynamic defense. The defense is ranked one of the top two in in the country. And, you know, as they say, defense wins championships. And I think we have enough offense to push us across the line. And whomever the champion is, I think Clemson will play 
in the championship game this year. Wow. So you're predicting that they make the final four, and you're predicting that they actually are the final two standing, and they'll play in the championship game. That that's a, um, that's. I am make, uh, making that prediction right now. <laughs> I can always count on you for bold predictions. Deacon Felder, give me your thoughts about that bold prediction, and then I want you to go back to last year because I don't think you mind looking in the rearview mirror for just a moment <laughs> and telling me about that Clemson Gamecock game. But first, talk about, I mean, about Dr. Floyd's prediction, and then go back in the rearview mirror for me. Well, Sister Princess, I like to go back in the rearview mirror on the cause. I think you were you that shot before uh, COVID uh, came up, and, and it was a prediction that uh, Carolina would not beat them until uh, 2027 or something like that. Yeah. I think I he mean, said he 2030. Have, uh, he said 2030. Oh, oh 2030. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I never, I cannot understand how a little chicken can go up <laughs> in the tiger town Vicious Tigers in the jungle and pull out a win last year. I mean, we beat them down. Yeah, you didn't pull it out. You dominated that game. I saw saw little Tigers in the the, the stand crying, wiping their eyes and everything. (laughs) I mean, mean, a chicken, a little leg chicken, uh, Sister Prince. Yeah. You didn't mind going back. We weren't supposed to win until 2030, yeah. Yes, sir. What did that say? You was in the shop doing that. You wrote that prediction down. Well, we're well, protesting yeah. that. We're, we're protesting that win. That win was not a win. <laughs> what was it, Doctor Floyd? If it wasn't a win? <laughs> well, we got to go to court to find out. We got to go back and count the votes. <laughs> <laughs> You are, you are and, uh, and, uh, by the, by the 5.30 or 46, you remember that about uh, Mr. Prince? Yeah, and, you know. And, and you invite him over to the microphone, and Dr. Robinson would be over there on the other side laughing and everything. And Dr. Paul Fra- used to take over the mic, take over the show. Well, now, so Deacon, I got to give Dr. Floyd a little bit. Can, can, I ask you, can I ask you a question, Deacon? What was the score? What, what did he say now? What was the score of the game? What game? Oh, or the game last year? The one you were boasting about. What you mean, boasting about? What was the final score of the game? I don't remember the final score, but I know what. It's I only know one point. Thing. It's only it, it's only a one point win. Sister Princess. Yes, you sir. All down in Florida and everything, Sister Prince. When the, if the game won by one point, Sister Prince, what that was? W-I-N, and that's a win? <laughs> that's a win, Deke. That's a win. Are you going by 100, Sister Prince? It's the same thing, isn't it? Yes, sir. Well, look. Yes, sir. That was last season. We moved beyond that. But y'all got, that y'all got to come down. Y'all got to come to the chicken den this year. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I, I want you to I want you to remember this conversation because yeah. at the end of the season I want to have that conversation again. Because the will be down there in the chicken coop doing a show. Okay. <laughs> I know she will. She'll be there. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's see if we can move forward just a little bit. Um, Deke, talk about Spencer Rattler and how he has evolved. 
Um, and by the end of the season, that was a big win against Tennessee, a big win against Clemson. But he has evolved as a good starting quarterback in the SEC. Talk about that for a moment. And the same question to you, Dr. Floyd, after Deke finishes. Well, uh, Dr. Floyd and I talked a little bit about that yesterday that uh, we were, uh, we talked about the boy at North Carolina Mays and, uh, and, and Rattle. And uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Floyd said that he thought that Rattle was a, was, a was a better quarterback. And I do, too. I think going into his second year at Carolina, even though he got a, dip, a different offensive coordinator, Sister Princess, I think his maturity from Oklahoma, playing here mm-hmm. first year, and this year, uh, I've just been hearing some positive things down there. I think that he's he have uh, really set into uh, to the, the new offensive coordinator, and I think he, uh, by him being, having the skills that he had, I think that's maturity also. I think he's comfortable right now in, uh, in that quarterback position. Yeah, I, I think he's found his groove for sure. Dr. Floyd, yeah. your thoughts about Spencer Rattler and how he's come through the fire. You know, he was not wanted in Oklahoma, and he didn't want to be there. It looks like that was not his last place, and he ends up at, at South Carolina and really by the end of the season looks good and making good decisions. Your thoughts about him, and then I want you to give me your thoughts about Kate Klepman as you all head into the season with him. Well, when I – when uh, Caleb Williams won the Hasman Trophy, and that's the gentleman that displaced Spencer yeah. Rattler at Oklahoma, well, you got to think that Spencer Rattler, that well, Caleb Williams is really, really good. And yeah. I think that uh, Spencer Rattler could start any program in the country, including Southern yeah. Cal. And he's an excellent quarterback. I think he's pro-ready. And actually, to be honest with you, he's the best quarterback I saw last year, period. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That, now, that's, and, a, uh, that, that, that's a good good thought right there. He was pretty good at the end. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he throws a catchable ball. He's accurate. He's mobile. He's about everything that you want in a quarterback. He was in a new system. And so mm-hmm. given a year – and even though they may have a, a new offensive coordinator, I mean, but given a year in, in the same uh, same uh, arena, I think he's going to be something special. And I know people kind of think of Carolina's going to be like a Midland team. Mm-hmm. And it depends on how their defense is. But um, I wish him real well until the last game of the season. <laughs> and which, <laughs> But I think they're going to do quite well. But the guy's good. Yeah, that's one thing I can say. He's good. He's very good. And okay, get, give me your thoughts as, about yeah, Kate Clutton. Um, it's too soon yet. I I wish that uh, that uh, the Clemson coaching staff had not been too loyal to DJ last season. Mm-hmm. But you got to give give them credit. They gave him every opportunity to fail or to to succeed. And I wish that, uh, if you recall, when uh, Kelly Bryant was the coach and when they brought in uh, the the golden boy, this guy. Trevor Jackson, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I won't call his name, but Trevor Lawrence. I was kind of <laughs> upset. I was kind of upset when they put uh, Bryant on the uh, bench. But they changed the quarterbacks after about the third game. And I think they should have made the same decision last year. And, but you got to think, DJ had the big reputation. He was the big, he was the number one quarterback in the country. 
And so you had to wonder what kept going wrong. What did he, did he was he stagnant, or did he retrogress in his in uh, his uh, ability as a quarterback? You don't know. But this guy, I think, is too soon to make a full assessment. But he came out of high school as a top dual threat quarterback in the nation, and we just got the week to see. Okay, before I get Deacon here, Dr. Floyd, you you start out with Duke and then Charleston Southern and FAU. Can you say that you're two and one, three and zero at that point before you get to FSU? Easily three and zero. Easily three and zero. Easily three and zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and Deacon Felder, the same question for for your team. Where do you think you are after three after three games? And I think that third game. Um, it, at that point is is Georgia, but after three games, where are you? Two and one, three and zero. Oh. So I put it this way: confidence means a lot in football. Uh, sometimes the confidence to make boys feel good about themselves, play hard, and confidence build it. It's a mental thing, also rather than a physical thing. And I do believe that uh, when we uh, if we beat North Carolina, of course we beat North Carolina, and come here uh, and beat Furman. If we can be uh, healthy in those two games, I believe we got a chance to play Georgia competitive game down there in in um in Athens. We uh, I, I really think I think everybody not giving us a chance down in Athens, but uh mm-hmm. but we have went down there under mud camp. We went down there and beat Georgia. And Georgia had a pretty good team that particular year, so um, that's why that's how I look at it. We got a chance. Okay, so that chance means you could be two and one, or you could be three and zero. Oh. Is that what you're telling me? You're not gonna make that we last could, of the. We could, we could be. That's a testing game. With uh, yeah. you uh, could be uh, one and two. That's, that's, that's a great test, but uh, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not gonna rule, I'm not gonna rule my team out and going down to play if we can win the first two games. Okay, all right, Doctor Floyd. I saw you heard you chime in. You said they could be one and two. You think North Carolina can get them? Well, that's that's a toss up game. That's a toss up yeah. game. But yeah, I think they're capable. It depends on which team makes the less mistakes, I think. And particularly since both got the the glory in quarterbacks, depends on which quarterback performs best. And part of the best is not turning the ball over. But but uh Deke I asked Deke, when's the last time Carolina has, has beat Georgia in Georgia? Yeah, thanks. I have a help. Let it get right here. Help them get right here. Um yeah. Deacon Felder, Doctor Floyd. I think I don't know when was that. It, it's it's been since I've been doing radio at the barbershop that they went into Georgia and beat them. Has it not? Or was that Alabama? I don't know. Yeah. All, all okay. I know is the history with Carolina and Georgia is that uh, when, when they play, we're talking we're talking about twin, between the hedges now. I, I happened yeah. to be in Georgia when they had. Um, Tommy Suggs and Fred Ziegler. Tommy Suggs, the quarterback who does the on-air radio. Fred Ziegler, who's a lawyer now, who's a receiver, wore glasses, who's supposed to be blind, but he could catch the ball. And they had a guy named Dickie Harris that could really run the ball back. A great returner for punts and kickoff. And the first quarter score, I happened to be in Athens that day. Don't ask me why. But the score, first quarter score, 21 to zip, Carolina. The halftime score was 35 to 21, Carolina. The final score was 52 to 35. So it's hmm. always been that history. Carolina would fight, 
as the deacon would say, that chicken was scratch, scratching, like that, but in the end, he becomes dinner. And so I don't think there's a snowball chance in whoever for that game. And here's the one that I think Deacon's, Deacon's overlooking. I think if Carolina mess around and let North Carolina beat them, Furman is no pushover. You're correct. You're correct. And to answer your question, um, I muted D because he seemed a little busy, but to answer your question, South Carolina went into Athens and beat the Georgia Bulldogs in 2019 um, in two overtimes. So, 2019? Uh, oh. 2019. Oh. So it, it has not been that long as as, as we thought because, you know, and I remember that too, and it was a, it was a close game and they had to go into okay. overtime. And that was, he, was, Muschiat was coaching. Yeah, uh, that 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 yeah. had to. And he knew all he knew all the plays. <laughs> well, now he has a history with the Georgia Bulldogs. But Deke, I didn't remember it being that 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 quick ago, or you know, in recent um history that 2019 is when they went into Athens. So it can be done, Deacon Felder, can it? That's right, could be done. That's why I keep telling you, uh, Dr. Floyd. I keep telling them that it's not impossible, and they're getting not to be a, and uh, uh, since the president. They're getting to be like a rival game somewhat, too. Yeah. Yeah. Those two yeah. Getting to be a rival, yeah. I think Beaver have done a, a great job in recruiting. And uh, be, be, uh, uh, I think they're, they're closing the gap a little bit on some of the Alabama and the Georgia and some of the top teams in the SEC. Beaver have closed the gap uh, quite a bit on uh, recruiting. Yeah. You know, you're um, – uh, I think the coaches gave you it, Georgia, Tennessee, and then South Carolina. Um, as the top schools this year, I'm going to come to you first, Deacon Felder. You know, you, you talk a lot about Georgia and that you're closing the gap, but tell me yes or no, can Georgia win it all? Can they three-peat again this year? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think, okay. I, I think, that, I think Alabama this year, uh, I really don't. I think that I, 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 they lost a lot of, quite a few key defensive players this year uh, since the Princeton. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I know they got some uh, got some boys coming back, but um, if you look at it last year oh, in, in, the, in the playoffs, Ohio State should have beat Georgia. They sure uh, should. That, that, that game, I mean, they played in Georgia and they should have won that. Game. It was a one point game. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I, I think that Ohio played too conservative in that last when when, when they had to leave. They're very conservative in that game and stuff like that. Uh, when you got a team down like that, and you're trying to win a national championship. You got you got to beat them down. You got to go get them. Throw everything out. But I think that I, yeah. I watched some of the plays. Yes, I watched some of the plays this week. They had it on the screen. It was they, 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 they got a little conservative. The coach did. Mm-hmm. Ohio State was up on them by by two touchdowns, and and they got conservative in that second half, and and Georgia yeah. stayed tough and, and yeah, stood up it, and and, yeah. and came back. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question, Dr. Floyd. Can Georgia repeat? Well, this is one time I have to agree with Deke. I don't, they can, but I don't think they will. And Mm -hmm. even, even you got to look at the NFL draft. How many players off of Georgia's defense went in the NFL draft, this past uh, draft? Um, Eight of them. Eight. Yeah, they had a whole, whole, they had almost a whole team. Yeah, and so you, 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 they, that's taking experience as well as, as obviously real good players. 
away from the from the uh, field. So I think Georgia, when you get to be the king of the hill, everybody retool to beat you. And I think everybody in the SEC right now, including USC, has refocused their attention on Georgia. And how do you beat them? So the president, yeah. I'm going to leave it up to you and Dr. Florida, but I want to say this to you, that um, I congratulate you on the 10th year anniversary. You deserve every every year that you had this show and more. I'm so proud of you. I hope God continue blessing you and lifting you up going forward because um, you have done an outstanding job for all the community and the type of show that you have in talking to all the players and coaches and everything around the country. And uh, and um you have done an outstanding job. I'm really proud of you on your 10th anniversary. Thank you, sir. All Thank right. you. I love right. you. Thank you for being on. All right. All right. So, Dr. Floyd, if I can get with you and just ask you, so um, they can three, you don't think they will, but I also want you to talk about the fact that everybody's looking for a quarterback. You know, uh, Stetson Bennett is gone, so they're, they're bringing in Carson Beck. And in Alabama, they are, will have a new quarterback starting too. Um, Tennessee, I don't think that Hendon Hooker is back this year. Um, you know, they have a, a new starting quarterback. So talk about that. Is that you know, in in that in the in the three P, they're going to need another quarterback. Well, I, I think in Tennessee's case, that you since you brought it up, it's essential that they get a good quarterback, a great quarterback, mm-hmm. to keep winning at the level they did. But for Georgia and Alabama, it's not necessary. If they have wow. a good quarterback, they have so many other good players around, and it looks like the quarterback is great because you throw a ball up, these guys go get it. They always got good running backs. They got good offensive line. With that kind of line, you could put Dean Floyd behind the line, and I guarantee you five yards. So <laughs> it's, not essential, it's, not, it's not essential that they have that great quarterback. Stetson Bennett was not a great quarterback. He was experienced. He was 25 years old. Yeah. And so he had a lot of experience. He had a lot of maturity. And he's, he, uh, he had time to learn the system. And so they can start early on and, and work that quarterback situation out. And then when it gets to crunch time, they'll have it figured out. So okay. they, got, they, got, they got the players – they 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 got the players in terms of uh, some coming back, but you know when you lose that many players to the pros, it tells you you had a super good team. Mm-hmm. And so it's whether these guys can really truly replace all that uh, experience and talent that you have. But but they got if they got the talent, it's whether they got the experience or can they put it together or not to three p three p is hard. I'm trying to think. Have you can you think of a team that three peated? There, it's never been done. There's, no, no, there's never okay. been a yeah. Never when when I was uh, my freshman year in college, Ohio State won the national championship. So you can figure that out. Uh, with Woody Hayes, and his Woody Hayes? they 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 won it with some guys who were great players. They had uh, 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 quarterback was Rex Kern. They had uh, John Brockner who played with the uh, Packers. They had. Uh, the guy that Lou Holtz converted from a running back to the um, linebacker. Um, what's the guy? Jack Tatum. And they won it with sophomores and freshmen. 
and not freshmen because freshmen weren't allowed. They won it with sophomores and juniors, and they never won another championship. Not even come close. Wow. And, yeah, so it's hard to sustain. Um, Nebraska, I think, won it back-to-back. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma it's been done. Back to back. Yeah, I'm sure Oklahoma did too. Yeah, Nebraska, yeah. Um, well, but a, a three-peat has never been done in 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 college football um, yeah. history. Um, I wanted to try to squeeze in a couple other questions. I really want to get to two and concussions. Um, I want to talk about the the rookie quarterbacks, but I want to get to a couple more college things, and that is Deion Sanders, um, Colorado. He let go 58 players. He got in 55 new ones. Um, they're opening up with TCU next next week. But your thoughts about him leaving Jackson State and coming to Colorado and then the job he's done there, um, and, and what do you think the success is this year? Six games, winning six games of success. Well, that's a, a question that I think has some racial overtones not from you, but from the media at large. And what's wrong with what Dion uh, did? I saw it pointed out that the last time Colorado won, they did the same thing. They had a guy, McCarthy, who left later on uh, when his his, uh, daughter got pregnant and started his uh, Oath Keepers ministry. But Colorado, he did the same thing. He brought in a lot of new players. Uh, He just did not have the benefit of the portal. And I don't have any issue with what Dion did. Dion did what they hired him to do, which is to win and win, and it's possible win a championship. He could not do that at Jackson State. If you're a competitor, you want to compete at the highest level. You want to compete at the at the ultimate event. He was very, very limited at Jackson State. But even at Jackson State, you've got to remember, he got the number one recruit in the nation, the wide receiver that he took with him to Colorado. So I have no no issue, and I think people are betting against him. They want to anyway because they're not going to be able to stand it if he comes in and has has an outstanding season, which I think he will. Uh, one reason I think he will, I think Dion is actually, is, is the, contrary to what people believe, he's a very disciplined guy. He's a very disciplined guy, and he, he demands discipline in his teams. And that's one thing that's required. The other thing, he's inspirational. Guys know he, he's got flash, but Dion, Dion never bragged because the things that Dion did, huh. Dion did. He did. He backed it up. So I think these kids will play for Dion. Um, the guys that uh, he let go, they needed to go. If they oh, had yeah. been outstanding, Dion would have kept them. But when you when you're a coach, you want your own players to play for you because you have that relationship, and you you won't be second guessed, you won't be underperformed, and these guys will put out. These guys will put out 110 percent for Dion. I predict Dion will win. I'm gonna go on the line. I'm gonna during the course of the season. I predict he'll win at least 10 games. Wow. Wow. Okay. Now that's a bold prediction. And I'm not saying that because I, 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 I think he's an excellent coach too. He's inspirational. He's a motivator of men. I'm concerned about his health um, and his mobility, but everybody around me, including, you know, I had Tommy Bowden on uh, Oliver Luck. They've all said that he has, 
not only is he an excellent coach, he has excellent coaches that have surrounded him, and he has a very right. good staff. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, well, well but, what's the concern about his health? You, you, um, now, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. There was a guy that used to coach Western Carolina, and he played with the San Francisco 49ers at football, and he had ALS and was still coaching. He could not raise his arm, move his arm, and he ended up dying from, from Lou Gehrig's disease. And wow. I'm trying to think, you know, and you got a lot of coaches have health problems. USC had a coach here that died playing racquetball. He obviously had some health problems. And yeah. so, you know, Look at the coach pro- that, that passed last year from, gosh, um, was, uh, gosh, was what's his name? Coach. No, he was in no. the SEC, I want to say, that that passed last year. Um, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't old Mr. Texas A&M, so, yeah. but he was uh, yeah, football Mississippi is State. Mississippi State, yeah, that's, that's right. where he that's was. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I know what you're talking about, the curly-haired guy, big guy. Yeah, yeah, he uh-huh. was a, a, an attorney turned, a Mike lawyer Leach. turned. Mike Leach. Mike, Mike Leach. That yeah. is correct. Mm-hmm. So had a heart attack and, and never recovered. So mm-hmm. my concern was, though, not just the blood clots that were in his groin, but the fact that they're trying to save that foot. Um, and I see, I've seen him. I've watched all of the practice tapes. He's got it, that foot in a boot, um, and he's right. limping. But you're, you're corrected. There's been much bigger. Well, here, here's, um, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Even if he was not on the football field, he would still have that medical problem. And it does not adversely affect him if he's on the football field. So why not let the man go in and coach? Amen. Amen. I like that. So now I want to move to Tastris Zero because this has been burning in my heart, and we've talked about it for the past two weeks, and Northwestern and the hazing, now nine, ten players have, have filed suit, civil suits against the university about the haze, and they were talking about they were forced to do this thing called the gauntlet, where all of the freshmen um, had to get naked and then run to the the shower. But they were um, it was they had to be bumped by other players as they went to the shower with no clothes on or anything. And the black players talked about they were forced every year during the fall camp to have a watermelon eating contest. I want to know. How in 2023, because Fitzgerald's been there 10, 10 years, how it got to this point, and every year he was able to not have this come out, and now it comes out. Why hazing to this point? Because I understand some of that, you know, your, your, your seniors, your superstars, your freshmen, you want to teach them some lessons, get them to pick up the, the equipment after the, you know, the practice. But, Dr. Ford, how does it get to be this bad? Well, I think. It's been so long since Northwestern has had a relevant season, i.e. a winning season, mm-hmm. that they're still, they're still stuck like in the old days. They didn't realize, they, they didn't realize that hazing is no longer an acceptable uh, thing. Exactly. Yeah, and so um, that's one of the reasons they don't have a winning season. That's one of the reasons they're the worst team in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, we'll leave it there. I want to head on over to the NFL. Dr. Ford, who has the better season? i got two more questions for you. Who has the better season, C.J. Stroud, um, Bryce Young, or Anthony Richardson? Okay, you put – okay, let's see. 
That's a good question. Yeah. I think Bryce Young is going to be running for his life as far as the offensive line is concerned. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I saw him was, uh, just, he just played with last night, night before. Last night. Um, last night. Yeah. And uh, one drive, he looked really, really good. And who, who's going to have the best season? C.J. Stroud with the Texans, Bryce Young with the Panthers, Anthony Richardson, who I'm still surprised went into the NFL, but the scouts were so high on him, and yeah. he is now drafted number well, I four with I the Colts. Think he now was, start. I don't think he'd be the one because his thing is he's got a physical attributes. He's a big guy with a big arm, tall guy. He can run, but I don't think he has the accuracy to stay in the league as a elite quarterback. So I, yeah. I don't think it will be him. I think I think um, Bryce Stroud. They both are very accurate. But now out of those, I, I really like I really like uh, Stroud. I really do. Me too. I really do. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I like to do. He's a bigger. He's bigger than uh, Bryce Young. He's mm-hmm. got very good. Uh, he, he's a uh, very good. Making decisions, and he's got a he's got just as good as accuracy. So I will pick C.J. Stroud. Okay, yeah. The only I'm rooting for I Stroud. Only problem I, I hesitate with because he's with Texans. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. And I and I'm hoping that the Texans are trying to turn the corner with D'Amico Ryan's, but their history of you know bringing in head coaches and keeping them for a year is just ridiculous, and and how they handle. The whole Deshaun Watson thing was just crazy, was crazy, too, um, and I, I'm glad. Do you think Deshaun Watson, I, I just brought that to, to my attention, um, do you think Deshaun Watson kind of turns the corner this year? He looked good in one preseason, and then he kind of stepped back a little bit. Do, do you think he turns the corner? He he seemed rusty last year. Uh, I don't know. We, get, we simply get to wait and see. Uh, yeah. The people that people I heard talk about him say he's sharp. In, in terms of throwing mm-hmm. the ball, and I just hope he's not distracted by other events. Yeah. And he's a good he's a good quarterback. I think I'm betting on him to make a comeback. I, I, think, I, I, I think, you know I think he'll do well. Despite what because happens, I, I think I'm, once, I'm he, gets, once he gets on the football field, mm-hmm. that's his that's his that's his place. I think his mind is focused. I think that's what he enjoys when he start, He likes to compete at a high level. So I think he'll do well if he has pieces around him. Yeah. Okay. All right, so my last question, Dr. Ford, is Tua Tagovailoa. I try to always get that one right. I, I'm practicing. But um, concussions last year. Yeah, I just say Tua. Um, three concussions last year, you know, um, it, it just seems so severe, and I don't know medically, and that's why I'm asking you what it was called when he really, his whole body went stiff and his hands were stuck in a certain place. Um, and he said this year that he spent the offseason um, training in jujitsu and learning how to fall. I don't know if that helps him when a 300-pounder lineman will fall on him. But your thoughts about Tua, if he were my son, I would really want him to just not play. But your thoughts about him and where you think he is this year, and do you have any concerns as a doctor yourself? I've got a lot of concerns. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet Joe Montana, and mm-hmm. one of the things he's afflicted with is arthritis. 
Even though wow. people didn't think so because they saw O.J. running through airports in the Avis commercial. O.J. Mm-hmm. had a lot of problems with arthritis. He did. You can't play for that level for a period of time without, in as many injuries this guy sustained, head and body. When he gets to be about 40 years old, I don't know whether he know he would know that he ever played football or not. But I suspect he's going to have some CTE. Mm-hmm. And that's and I suspect he already has some joint disease. And as he ages, it's just going to get worse. So my hope for him is he can make a lot of money <laughs> and to deal with his, to, yeah. really, to deal with his health needs in the future. But uh, yeah. I, don't see, I don't see a good outcome for him. He he's, uh, mm-hmm. has a level of fragility on the field. And uh, uh, I will hope he can... My best wish for him is that he could play two more years and make a lot of money mm-hmm. and do do a Jim Brown, just walk away. Yeah, or Barry Sanders, just walk away at that yeah. point. Yeah, um, Barry Sanders, uh, he's, yeah, just walk away. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I said one last question. I'm going to ask this: Who do you think is standing um, there in the in the in the the NFC and the AFC at the end of the season? Is it does it look like Jalen Hurts has turned the corner? Um, he got all the way to the Super Bowl, and then of course there's Patrick Mahomes um, in Kansas City on the AFC. But who are some of the strong teams do you think on the NFC and the AFC? And I'll let you go. Well, you got to go back to Philly. Mm-hmm. And then it's a, it's really a, a scramble. You go have a lot more teams that are powerful in the AFC. And Buffalo may be back there again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got West Coast teams that'll be there again. And but I don't think I, I don't uh, I don't see a whole lot in the NFC to really challenge if, if Philadelphia plays the way they did last year. Actually, I thought yeah. Philly should have won the Super Bowl. Frankly, yeah, I yeah. think they did. Like like Moses said, they kind of got conservative at, conservative at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe it or not, I have to go back with Kansas City again to, until somebody beat Kansas City. And mm-hmm. the reason that Kansas City, Kansas City can beat you in a lot of different ways. You, if you're up 21 points, it's not safe. They still can come That's back right. to 21 points. Yeah. It can be 10 seconds ago in the game and they're 10 points down. You still cannot bet against them until the clock goes. They're just That's a right. very resilient team. It's got a lot of pieces that they can beat you with, and it's got a quarterback that just doesn't quit. Yeah. They were down 10 points or 11 points with, with 63 seconds, with minute and three seconds, and they came back and won that game. Scored a, mm-hmm. went on a touchdown run, got the ball back, and scored and mm-hmm. won that game. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They are dangerous, and you got got to pick them until, um, you know, um, somebody beats them or takes them down. Dr. Floyd, this has been awesome. It's good to hear your voice. Um, yeah, same here. And, and um, there you have a patient um, that said you spoke very highly of us, um, Mr. Franklin. And um, yeah. um, he works with, with John a lot. They're actually doing a project together he, right now, I, so thank I, you. I saw him a couple of days ago. <laughs> he, he told me and, something I didn't like, but I ain't going to say it on there. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, before I go, let me add to, add to what Dick said. Look, I, we want to thank you. 
you've been a great uh, influence in this area because not only have you talked about sports and did things for sports, you did stuff behind the scene, and there are people sitting in the seats of leadership because of you in Columbia, South Carolina. And so we thank you for that, too. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Um, we we got to make this a regular. Uh, I would love to have you on sometime each week so we can re- recap these games. Um, you mean the world to me, and you've always been in my corner, and, and that means a lot. I'm standing on the shoulders of a lot of wonderful people here in South Carolina, so I, I want to say thank you for your support, okay? You're more than welcome. Yeah, and Reverend Robinson said, go anybody that beats, Clemson, that beats the Clemson Tigers. He's still. Um, <laughs> tell them to get still, plenty of cleanup. Clean, tell them to get a lot of cleanup. <laughs> well, this season, he's going to be needed. He's going to need them. Have a great weekend, Dr. Ford. Thank you again. All right, you too, and thank you much. All right, never had it so good. Sports Talk Radio, that was Dr. Dean Floyd. Um, just excited about that and the fact that we got a chance to to, to hang out with both of them, Deacon Moses Felder, Dr. Dean Floyd. We'll be back on Sunday with a new show out of New Jersey with Coach Fred Rucker and Coach Gerald Richardson. They're going to talk track and field. We'll definitely get in some world um, track championships. We'll do that launching Sunday at 7 p.m., and then I'll be back um, with my guys, David Riley and Tim Moore, on Monday at 6 p.m. We got Oliver Luck and, and Tommy Bowden with us next week. I'm excited about that. Never had it so good. We'll see you then.